G'day, it's Sunday, I'm Scott Gibbons and this is On The Road. So if you're ready to be on the road, I'm ready to be on the road, let's get on the road together and we're going to learn all about caravans and motorhomes and maybe some camper trailers and tents and places to go and see. We're going to explore Australia together. This is going to be fun. If you're ready, fasten the seatbelt, we're on the road. G'day, it's Scott, you're on the road. I was on the road, I'm not on the road anymore. Why? I had a problem. I had a problem, I think, I think I've blown a turbo, and that's not good. However, what is good, and we talked about it last week, is NRMA Premium Plus. Now, why is it so good? I'll tell you. I was coming back along the highway towards Goulburn, uh, big problems, lots of smoke coming out of the vehicle, started to stall, thought I'll fill up with fuel, check oil again, and then as I'm pulling into the fuel station, it stalls. Now, that's a problem. Uh, got the caravan on the back, got it going again, stalled a couple of times getting up to the Bowser again, filled up, everything was fine, oil was good, driving out of the fuel station, and again, it stalled. And luckily, luckily, there was a Bunnings right next door to the fuel stop. So I've pulled in there and found one of the a double long, a double long car space, which was so good. Rang the NRMA, the NRMA have come out, Checked it and said, we think you've blown a turbo. That being the case, we better get you a tow vehicle. So because I had the caravan on the back, they've sent out two tow vehicles, one for the caravan, one for the car. Now, this is a long weekend, by the way. Long weekend, NRMA, just perfect. So then the two tow vehicles, they take the vehicles away. NRMA organised me a taxi to get me to the Hertz hire car place. They've arranged with Hertz to stay there until 5 o'clock. My car is waiting for me. I jump in the car, go back, pick up the lovely, pick up our goodies, and then drive back to Sydney. Now, here's where it gets even better. The next day, bright and bushy-tailed, arrives my caravan, arrives my vehicle. And then the NRMA say, now, Scott, you've got to get your vehicle to the mechanic, so we'll send you another tow truck. And they did. I've got to tell you, of all the companies in Australia, of all the companies, and I've dealt, as you have, with so many, there is only one, only one that I can put on the very, very top of the tree, and that's the NRMA. So if you've got a caravan, then you've got to get yourself NRMA premium cover. It is just phenomenal. I can't thank them enough. They are just so good. So, so, so good. Now, what else is happening? Well, I found this interesting thing because it was sent to me by a listener, a listener in England. One of our listeners in England, and he sent it to me, and it's a caravan, <laughs> it's a caravan being towed by a push bike. Seriously. And it got up to six miles an hour being towed by a push bike, a caravan. That's not the biggest caravan in the world, but it is a beauty. And, and so I've got to say thank you to that listener from England for sending that to me. It is so excellent. So if, if ever... If ever you want to tow your caravan and you don't need to go fast and it's a nice light caravan, it's one of those little European ones, a little two-berth, it got up to six and a bit mile an hour. What's that, about 10 kilometres, something like that. So that's good. <laughs> that's good. What else is happening? Oh, yeah. Now, I mentioned this a little while ago and I used it again on the weekend and that is your 12-volt rechargeable drill for putting the legs down on your van. Uh, I'm telling you, saves you so much effort, energy and sweat. You've just got to have your 12 volt. Now you can get those, they're pretty cheap to get, but you've got to get then the head that fits your, the, the bolt 
if you will, the nut. If it goes on to lower your legs or raise your legs, you've got to do that. You get one of those, I'm telling you, happy days. Fabulous, fabulous. What else is doing? Well, there's so many things happening on the road. Now, I went down to the, the running of the sheep, which is the, the wool fest. The wool fest down in Burrawa in New South Wales. Hey, if you haven't done that, you've got to do it. <laughs> that is so good. They closed the main street. They closed it on the Sunday. They put up all the fences. They had a fair. They had all the, uh, all the stalls, all the food. Uh, all the activities, the town, the town of Baroa, you've got to go there. It's lovely. And if you can, go through the museum. The museum is just terrific. You've got to ask them what the museum is built out of because it's really built out of mud. Mud. So they've got a section of wall so you can see it. They can't hang any pictures on the wall. Well, if they do, the whole wall will just craze and crack because it's just made out of mud. So everything that's hanging up in there is hanging from the ceiling to the floor away from the wall. So good. Now, how good's the temperature on it? Well, it gets really, really cold in there. So cold that it used to be the undertaker's office. So they used to have the undertaker in there and they used to hang out um, or, or prepare the bodies in the front room. But it's now a museum. So you've got to go. So that's Burrowa, B W O. R-O-W-A. It's just down New South Wales, uh, just past Yes. Got to do it. Got to do it. There's so many good things coming up as well. I'm checking out some great things for you. But in the meantime, hey, if you're having a good time, I've got to say thank you for listening to us each Sunday. Thank you because you are so good. We've now got listeners in New Zealand. We've got listeners in England that I know of, listeners in Canada that I know of, plus all the locals here. So thank you. Seemingly, some of you are sending across somehow uh, the broadcast to others and, and we're getting communication from them. So that's just too terrific. So what about we have a little bit of song? I reckon, I reckon, what are we going to have? We should have, oh, I reckon we'll go for a little ray of sunshine because we've had sunshine for so long. We need rain, but we'll go for a little ray of sunshine by Axiom. If you don't know Axiom, they are so terrific. This is just a beauty, a little ray of sunshine. You'll enjoy it. I'll be back with you right after this. You enjoy the song. Father says she has to have a name Not the same as her mom's, but a name just the same a little ray of sunshine has come into the world. A little ray of sunshine in the shape of a girl. We'll show her the dress that she'll wear with the gold flowing hair. That nature provided A little ray of sunshine Has come into the world A little ray of sunshine In the shape of a girl A little ray of sunshine I wanna know Grandma has bought her A little daughter 
Have you noticed she's just like her father? I think that I'd rather her hair was much darker. A little ray of sunshine has come into the world. A little ray of sunshine in the shape of a girl. Oh, yeah, Axiom, Little Ray of Sunshine, so good. Always happy to play that one. Now, you know that we love Aussie. You know that we love Aussie. And one of the things I found for you, and I didn't think I'd ever find them again. I really didn't. And it's Australian-made socks. Now, I've always worn the same brand of sock, I guess, for the last 30 years. And all of a sudden, they've disappeared. They've gone. And they've gone to China. And I really... I don't want to support the Chinese. I want to support Aussie. And what have I found for you? Australian-made socks. Australian-made. They're called Humphrey. Get a pencil out. Get your borrow out. Get a little bit of paper. Humphrey Law. H-U-M-P-H-R-E-Y-L-A-W. Humphreylaw.com.au. Australian. They started off in 1947. They built a factory on their own land. And the factory still exists today. And they make everything there. And it's Australian. Like Merino wool. Merino wool. Where did I find this? Down at Burrawa, when I went to the wool fest, I bought myself a whole heap of Humphrey Law socks. Now, they've got a selection. They've got what they call the health sock, which is so good because it... Now, anybody who's got diabetes, they reckon these are good for them as well. It says it may assist diabetics. They stay up without restricting circulation. There's no tight elastic... Uh, it's just a, a nice, easy comfort top. The merino wool is selected from fine Australian fleece wool, and the comfort factor exceeds 98%. So they don't prickle or itch. So excellent. So excellent. Now, what they've done, they haven't changed. The Humphrey Law socks are carefully made today using the finest yarns. So they trademarked Health Sock in 1989, which was very, very clever of them. And they continue to make socks wholly in Australia. Wholly in Australia. So fabulous. So it's Humphrey, H-U-M-P-H-R-E-Y, law, L-A-W, dot com, dot A-U. They're a sock specialist. They only make socks. They do nothing else. They just do socks. So they've got over 60 years experience. They've got all the machinery there. They make them for you. But they've got other things too. They've got a, what's called a grass seed sock. And it's made out of cotton so that grass seeds don't stick to your socks. They've got the feet first one. They've got the stockman one. They've got thermal socks. So 
There you go. You've got to have, I would reckon, you've got to have some of them. What's the other thing I found? Ah, oh, yeah. Here it is here. Stockman sticks. It's beef jerky. Beef jerky, Australian. Now, there's a lot of jerky around at the moment. There's a lot of jerky, and a lot of it is not Aussie. Like it's being made by other folks, but this is a beauty. It's the, the one I got is Bushman's Barbecue, but they've got a whole bunch of flavours. And again, this is made in Australia from 100% Australian beef, and it's called Stockman Sticks. S-T-O-C-K-M-A-N-S-T-I-C-K-S, Stockman Sticks Beef Jerky. You can find them on Facebook, you can find them on Twitter, and you just go to stockmansticks.com.au. So it says here, it's the ideal snack for when you're mustering, shearing, going waltzing with Matilda, or just throwing one back with your offside, or keep it in your tucker box, and it'll remain fresh for miles. Now, you've got to get some of that. Fabulous, fabulous, fabulous. What else did we get? I, look, I just, went, I just went out and bought everything Aussie that I could find, and there's so much to find down there. And the other thing to be aware of when you're going camping is water. Now, you've got to have water, obviously, and the, the water filter that I've got is called the best, which is B.E.S.T. But if you want to find them, it's best. B-E-S-T waterfilters.com.au bestwaterfilters.com.au what's so good about them? again they're Australian made what's so good again? well you can draw water from your town from your town water or from a tank or from a creek or from bore water and the chemicals in the sediment are removed the bacteria is destroyed it's reversible so you can reverse it and flush away the dirt you can reuse it after periods of non-use so that's good it can be used in any direction. There's no set service period. It's a DIY, so you just do it yourself. You just click, click, and it's done. Very high quality, very good value, and very compact. So it's good for about 5,000 litres. So that's the one if you're going out. Again, if you go to a show, many times you'll find that at the show they're selling you imported stuff. And, and imported stuff might be fine, but we're here to look after Aussies, aren't we? So best water filters. They're the ones to go for. It's the one I've got. That doesn't mean anything, but I tell you, I try and buy Aussie and I try and buy the good stuff and that's the way we do it. So if you're going to do that, let's, let's do that. Now, how hard is it to find Australian stuff? It's not that hard at all. It's not that hard at all. You can find it. In fact, there's websites everywhere on how to find Australian gear and I'm going to search some of those and I'm going to give you that information as well. So it's not that hard, but... You might think it's like trying to find a needle in a haystack. And if that's the case, why don't we hear needle in a haystack? And I think that's by the Twilights from memory, needle in a haystack. Now, if you haven't heard the Twilights in a while, get ready to bop along because this is so good. One of my favourite, favourite songs. I hope it's one of yours. Needle in the haystack by the Twilights. And we'll be back in just a little bit with some more info for you. Good on you. Hey, it's good to have you with us on a Sunday. This is Scott Gibbons. You're on the road. Let's hear needle in the haystack, the Twilights.
Uh, needle in the haystack, the twilights, they are so good. I just, I hope you bopped along. I know I did. <laughs> anyway, so I was talking to you about Burrawa, B-O-O-R-O-W-A, Burrawa. It's in New South Wales. How far is it? Well, it's about three and a half hours from Sydney. That's about all. Three and a half hours from Sydney. So it's nice. It's beaut. It's a real country town, a real bit of flavour to it. Uh, in fact, there's a there's a little cafe takeaway shop on the corner, on the roundabout corner. They make a hamburger which is called, now let me just think about it, I think it's called the Farmhouse, the Farmhouse Hamburger. So they have a normal hamburger, which is about $8 thereabouts, uh, and that's it's got a heap of beetroot and really good, really good everything. Then they have the Works Burger. Now the Works Burger is massive. It's got bacon and cheese and uh, I think egg and it's got the lot. It's fat. It's called the lot. Then they have the farmhouse one, which oh, I, gee, I wanted to try it, but I just couldn't fit it in. But it has a big chicken piece on it as well. Uh, then it's got, uh, I think, a potato scallop on top of that and some other things again. It's just it's just a giant. It's a beauty. So if you're going down there, it's, it's on the roundabout cafe. You can't miss it on the corner of the roundabout, just near Padman Street. Just our beauty. So you've got to do that. That's one of Australia's little secrets, but it's not a little secret. It's a big secret. Uh, the Borowa Information Centre, they've got everything there for you. But as far as a place to go for the long weekend, this is the October long weekend. So again, if you've got your diary handy or a bit of paper, write it down to do it next year. It, the kids will love it. Sunday's the big day, but you need to get down there on the Saturday as well. The Saturday night, they had a heap of fireworks and it's and there's wood chopping. There's Real Aussie stuff, but the sheep, having the sheep running up the main street, they have them fenced off so that, you know, everyone's protected, but the sheep actually run up the main street. You've got sheepdogs there. There's shearing competitions. There's junior shearing, intermediate shearing, and then, oh, the, the fast shearers. And I'm telling you, they are fast and strong. I can't, there's not too many more back-breaking jobs than being a shearer. And so when you see them actually doing it, by golly, they earn every penny. So yeah, about three hours from Albury, about two hours from Bathurst. So from Sydney, about three and a half hours. And it's just a, a great, great, great weekend. They've got a, approximately 2,600 people down there, but it expands massively. The caravan park in Burrawa uh, is a council caravan park. Uh, Tina was the lady's name. By golly, she's good. She runs a really good park. The facilities, outstanding and totally totally packed so there's not even a traffic light in town there's no parking meters no traffic lights it's just a beauty but there's other areas around there as well that you'll enjoy there's a place called rugby so if you're a fan and you want a photo of you outside the sign that says rugby that's where you're going to do it and that's only about 20 minutes outside of Burrow. so you'll like that and it's so easy to get to young if you want to get to young then that's easy uh, easy to get to dubbo uh, and super easy to get to Sydney, of course. So you'll like that. There's lots of things going on down there. Lots of things. Uh, good little villages nearby. Good uh, Reed's Flat, you'll like that. Rye Park is good. Frogmore is good. There's a, a really interesting Irish connection. For some reason, there's an Irish connection there. So they call it the Irish Wool Fest. And uh, everything, so if you want to wear a green shirt on the day, you go for it. It was really funny because this weekend... Uh, the weekend of will there, which was the long weekend, you had Canberra playing. So you had Canberra playing, wearing their green, and of course, lots of people wearing green again, being the uh, the Irish connection. So that was just terrific to watch. But it's called the Burrawa 
Irish Wall Fest and it's on the October long weekend each year. You can have a look at it if you go to the website, which is irishwoolfest.com.au, irishwoolfest.com.au. But it's not the only thing they have on there. They've got other things during the year as well. They've got carols by candlelight in December. They've got Christmas on Pudman in December as well. And they've got Australia Day celebrations. They've got football and netball carnival in October. You've got the Jim Carter at Reed's Flat in November. And then there's the Borrower Show. That's the first weekend in March. And then there's the Borrower Picnic Races. That's somewhere around the April-May period. And, of course, you've got the Anzac Day service on the 25th of April. And thank you to our Anzacs. Thank you to everybody who helped keep Australia Australia. You wonderful, wonderful people. We can never thank you enough. And there's so much more. So if you want to ride a bike, it's a level, level area. The country or the council swimming pool is a beauty. You'll love that. There's a fabulous war memorial there. The, the museum, as I mentioned to you, is terrific. Butte bike trails, butte walking trails. There's the Burrawa Golf Course. Just fabulous. So three and a half hours from Sydney. It's You don't have to wait for the festival. Go down there. As far as country folk go, they are terrific. And speaking of terrific, hey, I, we were talking about Aussie products, Aussie, 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 Aussie. Bundaberg, you know the Bundaberg ginger beer? Now, I was on a cruise a little while ago and I was talking to the, the hotel director, the fellow who buys all the things in, all the alcohol and whatnot, and he was a South African. Sean was his name. And he said the best ginger beer in the world for him is Bundaberg ginger beer. And in South Africa... His brother buys it and he pays about eight Aussie dollars a little bottle, about eight Aussie dollars, but they buy it by the case. He says it's the best. It's just like the real fair dinkum one. And they've been doing that in Australia because it's a family business. It's a family owned business and, and they just brew non-alcoholic beverages. So it was established about 1960 uh, and it, it's sold in 44 countries. So it's an Australian company and they export to 44 countries across the globe. And in fact, in about March 2018, they did a deal with PepsiCo, the American company, to distribute Bundaberg throughout the US. So they're two separate companies, Bundaberg and Bundaberg, and they just the, the PepsiCo are just the distributors for the US. So just, that's another little bit of Aussie goodness, isn't it? But you've got not only the ginger beer, but you've got their lemon, lime and bitters, and you've got so many things. Pink grapefruit, if you haven't tried the pink grapefruit, I reckon you should. So there you go. Aussie, 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 that's what we've got to do. Hey, if you haven't, if you haven't tried Aussie, Aussie, then you, you best start doing it. So what about we try? Ah, uh, yeah, I reckon... I'm sick and tired of buying imported stuff. I just want to buy Aussie stuff. So we'll do Sick and Tired by Billy Thorpe and the original Aztecs. Billy Thorpe and the original Aztecs by Golly Billy was good. If you haven't read Billy's book, there's a book that you can get on, on Billy Thorpe. Uh, he wrote it. And a funny, funny book. By golly, the man got around. He, he had a fun time while he was here.
I'm telling you to change your ways on it. Believe me, woman, I be what I say now. The last time I'm telling you to put that child, you're gonna find yourself outside, oh baby. What you gonna do? Hey, that was Billy Thorpe, sick and tired. You're with Scott Gibbons. We're on the road. And one of the things that we always try and find for you is the the essentials that you need when you're going traveling, when you're going caravanning, when you're going touring, the essentials that you should need. And Caravan Camping Classifieds had a whole list in. And I've got to say, the list is pretty good. So you do need, you do need your power cord. That's your 15 amp power cord and the 10 to 15 amp converter. So when you plug into a caravan park, they're generally 15 amp, but that can differ to your 10 amp domestic. So if you're plugging it at home, it's a good idea to have a 10 to 15 amp converter so that you protect your outlook and, uh, sorry, your outlet and your van. So that's important. Uh, your sullage hose joiners. Now, normally I've seen a lot of people and they just take one sullage hose length with them. Now, it's recommended here that you have three and joiners to connect them. Now, why is that? Why is that? Because some campsites, you just don't want to make a slush for you and you don't want to make a slush for your neighbours. So three, I would reckon three lengths is a good thing to do. So you've got the joiners there. So depending upon your needs, you, you want to make sure that your sullage goes somewhere else and you can put it around a tree. At the moment, we've got a drought, so the more that you can help, that's terrific. Your inline water filter, we talked about that. Uh, the one I suggest that you check out is bestwaterfilters.com.au, V-E-S-T, bestwaterfilters.com.au. They're Australian-made. 
You should have a spirit level because when you set up, you want to make sure that your van is level, uh, both long ways and sideways, so that you're sleeping comfortably, your fridge isn't going to shut down because it's out of sorts. So you've got to make sure that that's fine. So when you arrive, that's one of the things you do. So you've got to have your, your chocks, and spirit level will help you, but you need your chocks or your ramps or whatever so that you can make sure that your fridge is fine, especially if it's a three-way fridge. That's important. Uh, you do need to have a hand broom and a shovel uh, because nature <laughs> has a way of getting in, doesn't it? <laughs> so it doesn't matter what you do, you're going to walk, you're going to walk dirt and soot and, and crumbs and stones and whatnot in so you need to have that and of course you need your shovel for other things as well always good to have those headlamps uh, you know sometimes you're arriving late and you need both hands to help set things up quickly because there's nothing worse than doing it in the dark but if you've got a headlamp you put that on you're going to have a much easier time but it keeps both hands free that's the important part by headlamp you know those little lamps that go on the head you'll find them at any camping shop and by golly they're terrific some of them will flash so that as you're walking along uh, people know that you're you're walking along sometimes they'll see the static headlamp and other times the flashing one which is terrific just to let people know exactly where you are you need to have of course your latest gps maps that's important Fly repellent, uh, insect repellent, by golly, you've got to have, and now I, I have the insect repellent, I use Bushman's, uh, but you've got to have the nets that go over your head as well, because sometimes just to go to sleep, you need those nets because there's things around, and, and uh, so important, and don't forget your sunscreen, of course, you've got to have your sunscreen, that's, that's vital. So sunscreen, insect repellent, and I reckon those nets, they're terrific. Uh, time monitors. Uh, we'll be talking about time monitors in more depth. I know Phil C is away at the moment, and he got himself a set of time monitors before he went. I suggested he have them because I've had time monitors for about 10 years. If you haven't, they're called TPMS, which is Tire Pressure Monitoring System, and it means you have a little gauge up on your dash, and that tells you what each of your tires are reading at that point. So it'll tell you the pressure that they're on. So as you're airing up or airing down, you know when you're driving along how your tyres are going. And if there's a problem, and Phil C is going to tell us about problems as well, if there's a problem, then your TPMS, your tyre pressure monitoring system, will help you. So tyre monitors are valid. The other thing that you need, of course, is an air compressor. Because if you're lowering your tyre pressures down, you don't want to get out a hand pump and start trying to do it up. They used to do that. And they can still do it, but by golly, if you've got an air compressor, you will make such a difference in your life. So air compressor is important. And don't forget, you've got to have your communication. So that means having, whether you've got a, a 40 or whether you've got an 80 channel, uh, but you're able to talk to the trucks. The trucks are generally on, on channel 40 and other caravanners are generally on 18. And it makes sure that you can communicate, let them know that you're coming by or you're pulling in they're coming by, whatever it is, there's communication there. And if you're really doing something, then consider having an EPIRB device, which is the, the device that lets people know it's an emergency beacon. So if you're lost, then you set that off and you will be found. That's the whole thing with EPIRB. E-P-I-R-B. So uh, E-P-I-R-B. So in emergencies, that's very, very important. But you've got to have your UHF radio. Now, whether it's a handheld or whether it's inbuilt, uh, I've got both. 
I've got both. And I'll tell you why I use both, because when I'm reversing the caravan, the lovely gets out, she's got the handheld, I've got the in-cabin, and she can tell me exactly where I should be. Uh, because you're using your mirrors, you're using your reverse cameras, you're using everything that you've got, but there's nothing better than an extra set of eyes. So uh, <laughs> that's something we've all got to consider. So there's some things for you. And the dirt and the gravel on me Going back to the well Gonna visit old friends And feed my soul With a black top ends hey! I'm looking down the barrel Of a ride at night And riding on a river of freeway lights A goodbye city Out in country bound So Monday rolls around <laughs> Gonna kick off my shoes Running bare feet Where the grass and the dirt and the gravel on me Going back to the well Gonna visit old friends And feed my soul Where the black tub ends Working in the grind is an uphill road I'm punching that clock and carrying that load Busted all week and then I'm free. The weekend belongs to me. <laughs> I'm gonna kick off my shoes and run in bare feet with the grass and the dirt and the gravel on me. Going back to the well, gonna visit old friends and feed my soul where the black top ends. So come on, give me some fresh air, give me that farm, give me some time with you in my arms. Far away from the hustle and the pressure and the noise Gonna kick out my shoes and run in bare feet Where the grass and the dirt and the gravel on me Going back to the well, gonna visit old friends Feed my soul, you betcha Gonna kick out my shoes and run in bare feet Where the grass and the dirt and the gravel on me Going back to the well, gonna visit old friends with a black top ends With a black top ends With a black Ah, uh, yeah, where the blacktop ends. Isn't that the way it is, eh? Where the blacktop ends, then we hit the dirt. Now, when you hit the dirt, what are you going to do? You want to go camping, and if you're going to go camping, you want somewhere to sleep. And where's the best place to sleep? That's the choice you've got to make. That's the choice. So HEMA maps, and I don't think there's anyone, anyone that knows more about Australia, how to get there, how to get back, than HEMA maps. And they've just done this butte research on all the different ways that you can sleep. Now, of course, you can just get out there and sleep on the ground, but they've got a whole thing, and it says 
what, what's the biggest considerations when you're heading out on a big trip? And it depends on the degree that you're willing to rough it. It's your decision, but it's guided by different factors. Like you've got price, you've got storage space, you've got weight. So it's a good idea to try something maybe cheaper first off to see if that works for you rather than going out and spending all the big bucks straight off. But hey, that's up to you. So you can just use a swag. Now, a swag is so much fun. So much fun. And if you're younger and you don't have all the aches and pains and the football injuries and whatnot, then okay, just swag away. If you're a little bit older, then you might want to have something a little bit more comfortable. But there's nothing more Aussie than just rolling out a swag and laying down and you get a view of the stars like nobody else. Now, the swag's quick. It's easier to pitch up from camp for the night. It's easy to roll up. And it comes with the added bonus, hopefully, yours does, of an inbuilt foam mattress. So designs vary from brand to brand. They tend to be light enough to strap onto the roof and durable enough, generally made from heavy canvas, to take a bit of a beating. The downside's the lack of space, because in rainy weather, a swag can be <laughs> not necessarily the best place to be. It can be a little bit miserable. Sometimes the space can be a bit constrictive. And when they're zipped up, Sometimes it can be a little bit uncomfortable with some of the condensation, but hey, that's what camping is all about. It's not about having all the comforts of home, is it? Now, you can have a touring tent. Now, I've got a touring tent. I think they're terrific. A touring tent's a beauty. You can stand up in a touring tent. It's like a, a giant swag, if you will, but you've got room to get around. You've got a bit more bulk, a bit more weight, a little bit more awkward to transport, but they're a great option, and you can fit the kids in if you get the bigger ones. Uh, and that you, in fact, you can fit a whole horde in them. They're amazing bits of kit. You can get a pop-up tent. Now, the pop-ups are light, super good. They're, they're more recently on the scene. They tend to be more prevalent now at music festivals than camps. But the occasional camper, they can be a good option. They're quick, they're easy, they're clean, and, and they're rather cheap. Now, you can have the hiking tent. and They tend to be made from lightweight they're very easily packed and they can sometimes take a bit more effort to set up though but you've got to you've got to set out you, before you take one of these away make sure you practice putting it up if you don't practice putting it up you can be in for a real pain i was with a mate when he was putting up his new tent the first time and it came with fiberglass poles that you had to bend and you had to be a bit of a contortionist and he was worried about breaking them and by the time we got it up uh, he had already decided that that one was going and he was going to get a touring tent. So <laughs> be careful, practice. And you can go into some of the shops and see how easy they are or how difficult they are to put up. But everything, everything is better with a bit of practice. So hiking tents, they're good. Uh, but they've got some high-tech fabrics now. The construction techniques that go into them can, can be really good. They can go into higher pricing. Uh, you get a choice of foam or air mattress that will affect your experience. What you sleep on will really make a difference. Rooftop tents, now they're taking off. They're, they're really becoming very, very popular with four-wheel drivers, particularly if you're heading north, because you can set up right next to the river and you don't have to worry about a croc crawling up to your tent at night. Very valid point. Very valid. I think they were invented in South Africa to, so that the, the lions and tigers and whatnot didn't come crawling uh, at your tent but crocs are just as bad so they're pretty easy to set up and down uh, they come with really good mattresses most of them and they allow you to camp wherever you're parked even if it's if it's lumpy ground outside then you can sleep in comfort upstairs so that you put them on top of your roof rack and they are and, and that's the way you travel with them but the main drawback is the fact that it takes up your roof rack space 
and contributes to a little bit of the your vehicle centre of gravity being not as good as others. They, they can be there, there are cheap ones around, but again, again, allow that sometimes you get what you pay for. So the better quality canvas, the better quality mattress, the better quality construction, some of the, the maybe imported options uh, might not be as good. So you check them out. Uh, camper trailers and caravans, now they're, they're big. They're big. So, the, <laughs> I mean, the, I think Australia has the biggest caravan camper trailer market in the world as far as manufacturers go, I think. Uh, but they, they are terrific. And there's plenty of options. If you want to go off-road, you can go off-road. If you want to go blacktop, you go blacktop. If you want to go semi-off-road, you can go semi-off-road. But you, you can go through much of the terrain with the camper trailer, certainly. And a lot of the demanding terrain will take the off-road caravans. But, but... No matter how nimble they are, there's, there's always going to be some tracks that are going to stop you. So the best thing to do with one of those is to just set up a base camp. So you unhitch, uh, you explore, you, you go further afield, you do all the things you want to do, and then you come back to base camp and you're fine. But you can go from a very, very basic, very basic and to some degree inexpensive camper trailer, which is like a tent on wheels, so you... You actually construct the tent, but you're sleeping off ground, to the most luxury of caravans. You can have luxury, luxury, luxury. But regardless of the scale, you're going to have a lot of fun, and, and they will be more comfortable, of course, than a swag. So you're, you've got the choice, and that's the beautiful part about Australia. You have the choice on where you want to go, when you want to be there, and how you're going to sleep. Now, I think one of the nicest things about going away is waking up to the, to the sunrise to the sunrise. It's just the nicest, nicest part because, you know, when you're at home, you've got roof all over you and then when you're away, maybe you've just got a view of the trees or the river or the campsite, whatever it be. So I reckon we're going to have a little bit of Rolf Harrison sunrise, sunarise, S-U-N, second word, A-R-I-S-E, sunarise was one of his great hits and it's just beautiful. You can hear sunrise in the morning and this is Rolf Harris. You enjoy that. And we'll have a lot of fun and we'll be back with you in just a little while. Hey, this is Scott Gibbons. You're on the road and we're having a good time with you. You're on the road and you're with us every Sunday between 1 and 2. And I'm glad that we're with you too. So Sunrise, Rolf Harris, you enjoy. Sunrise, she bringing the morning. Sunrise, bringing the morning, fluttering the skirts all around. Sunrise, she come with the dawning. Sunrise, come with the dawning, spreading all the light all around. Sunrise on the kangaroo paw, sunrise on the kangaroo paw, glistening the dew all around. Sunrise filling all the hollows, sunrise filling all the hollows, lighting up the hills all around. Sunrise, come with the dawning. 
Sunrise, she come every day. Sunrise, bring in the morning. Sunrise, every, 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 every day. She drive away the darkness. Every day, drive away the darkness. Bringing back the warmth to the ground. Sunrise, oh, sunrise, oh, spreading all the light all around. Sunrise, bringing the morning. Sunrise, bringing the morning. Sunrise, bringing the morning. Spreading all the light all. Hey, you're on the road, but this time you're on the water with Scott Gibbons because we're talking about a couple of things to do with the water. Number one is, and I know this fellow, his name's Bill Classen. I know Bill, I've worked with him a couple of times. He has a show called AFN TV. It's on 7 Mate at 12 noon on Sundays. So it's AFN, which is Australian Fishing Network. So it's on 7 Mate, 12 noon Sundays. It's the fishing show. If you want to know anything about fishing, you've got to watch them. They go from the crop waters up the top end to the really, really roughest of oceans. It's an Australian show, Bill's an Aussie, you will love your show. So that's part one of talking about the water. Part two is, without a hitch, did this butte, butte, butte expose on what's happening generally between October and May, and that is the box jellyfish and the Irukandji jellyfish. Now, if you're going way up north, up north Queensland, you've got to be aware of these things. The beaches look beautiful, the water looks amazing, but you've got to be aware of the box jellyfish and the Irukandji jellyfish. They've evolved over 700 million years. So the box jellyfish has got 24 eyes, it's got tentacles that can stretch up to three metres long. And it's often labelled as the most lethal creature known to mankind. It's due to its sheer volume of venom. It's capable of injecting so much venom at once through hundreds of thousands of injections and it delivers its victims when stinging such immense pain. Uh, but not to be outdone, the Irukandji tops the box jellyfish with its venom potency, which is around about a hundred times that of a cobra. So that <laughs> it packs a hell of a punch for its little baby size. However, its body's only a few centimetres long. So thankfully for that, it has fewer tentacles than the box jellyfish and fewer stinging cells. So fatalities uh, from stinging is, is rare. But the pain, pain is huge. So how do you prevent it? Well... Before you rush to cancel your next trip, don't do that. Just remember that prevention is better than cure and being educated is essential. So just as in Australia we're aware of snakes and spiders and maybe even the Australian drop bear, don't stop yourself heading into the bush or stingers shouldn't keep you away from the tropics. Just heed the warnings and avoid entering the water when the signs advise us. So if the signs say don't enter the water, don't enter the water. Just swim at the beaches with stinger nets in place. But however, sometimes those nets are a little bit ineffective because the Irukandjis are so small they can get through. So the way you fix it is try wearing a stinger suit, which is a lightweight wetsuit style garment. It's, it's a good idea. And as with any beach swimming, always swim at a patrol beach between the red and yellow flags. Now, if you do get stung or you see somebody else get stung then you've got to be aware of what to do. Firstly, you get the patient away from the water and you seek medical assistance by calling triple zero. That's that's part one. 
part two, notify the lifeguards, and you might do that in the reverse order, whichever way. You've got to notify the lifeguards and call triple zero. Then you monitor the patient's airway and breathing, and you commence CPR if it's needed. So you douse or spray the affected area with vinegar, and sometimes you'll find on the beaches there will be first aid boxes that are generally blue with a white cross, and they will have vinegar in them. So it's not as if you have to go running back to the caravan necessarily to get your vinegar. It may be is on the beach. So you douse or spray the affected area with vinegar for at least 30 seconds. And if the vinegar is unavailable, then you try and very carefully pick off any tentacles and rinse the sting with seawater. And then you continue to monitor the patient's airway and breathing until medical help arrives. Now, prompt, prompt first aid treatment can be life-saving. So if you haven't already or recently attended a first aid training course, then consider signing up for one and get the vital skills and get the knowledge because you might help somebody that needs it. It might even be somebody in your family that you get to help. So those sorts of things are what's required. You've got to, you've got to look after yourself and do that. You've got to look after yourself. So why don't we why don't we have a little bit more Aussie music and we'll have Timey Kangaroo Downsport with Rolf Harris because if we're going to go play an Aussie, hey, we've got to go and play Aussie. So it's Timey Kangaroo Downsport. Rolf Harris, you enjoy that. I think, I think you'll just love hearing this after so long. You'll love hearing this. It's just one of those songs that's just in your mind and wherever you go, everybody overseas knows it. So Timey Kangaroo Downsport, Rolf Harris, you enjoy. Be careful of the Irukandji, be careful of the box jellyfish and just have a great time. We'll be back with you in a little while. Hey, it's Scott Gibbons. You're on the road. And we'll be back with you right after Rolf Harris. There's an old Australian stockman lying, dying. And he gets himself up onto one elbow and he turns to his mates who are gathered around and he says... Watch me wallabies feed, mate. Watch me wallabies feed. They're a dangerous breed, mate. So watch me wallabies feed all together now. Tie me kangaroo down, sport. Tie me kangaroo down. Tie me kangaroo down, sport. Tie me kangaroo down. Keep me cockatoo cool, curl. Keep me cockatoo cool. Oh, don't go actin' the fool, curl. Just keep me cockatoo cool all together now. Tie me kangaroo down, sport. Tie me kangaroo down. Tie me kangaroo down, sport. Tie me kangaroo down. And take me koala back, Jack. Take me koala back. He lives somewhere out on the track, Mac. So take me koala back all together now. Tie me kangaroo down, sport. Tie me kangaroo down. Tie me kangaroo down, sport. Tie me kangaroo down. Let me abos go loose, Lou. Let me abos go loose. They're of no further use, Lou. So let me abos go loose all together now. Tie me kangaroo down, sport. Tie me kangaroo down. Tie me kangaroo down, sport. Tie me kangaroo down. And mind me platypus duck, Bill. Mind me platypus duck. Oh, don't let him go running a muck, Bill. Just mind me platypus duck all together now. Tie me kangaroo down, sport. Tie me kangaroo down. Tie me kangaroo down, sport. Tie me kangaroo down. Play your didgeridoo, blue. 
play your didgeridoo. Uh, like, keep playing till I shoot through blue. Play your didgeridoo. All together now, tie me kangaroo down, sport. Tie me kangaroo down. Tie me kangaroo down, sport. Tie me kangaroo down. Tan me hide when I'm dead, Fred. Tan me hide when I'm dead. So we tanned his hide when he died, Clyde, and that's it hanging on the shed all together now. Time me kangaroo down, sport. Time me kangaroo down. Time me kangaroo down, sport. Time me kangaroo down. Hey, we're having a great Sunday, and we're out here. We're with Jacinta. Now, Jacinta's with Apollo. Now, Apollo or RV holidays. So what it means is that you can have one of their motorhomes, you hire it, you don't have to buy it. So if you'd like the motorhome lifestyle, you can have the motorhome lifestyle without all the big outlay, and they have various models. Now, I've just had some friends come back with their Apollo, and they've had it for four months. They've toured Australia. They started off in Brisbane, did the big block, came all the way through to Sydney. I think they've dropped it off today, and then they fly back to Europe uh, on Monday, they're just going to have a couple of days looking in Sydney. But they've had a great time with Apollo, and every time they had a little bit of a problem, Apollo sorted it out for them, including new tyres, all the things. So we're with Jacinta, and Jacinta is just so good. She knows everything there is to know about Apollo. Jacinta, say hello to everybody. Hello, everyone. Now, tell everyone about Apollo. What's the, what's the reason that they should deal with Apollo? What's the difference between Apollo and other rental places? Well, Apollo, really it starts with our fantastic reservations team. So we're here at the stand and we're showing everyone through our motorhomes. So we've got two berth motorhome here. We have larger motorhomes as well. Uh, we're a really good company to work for, really good company for you to hire through. Um, and you'll just find that the vehicles that we have on fleet, really good vehicles, fantastic. So being really good, you mean the brand or the way that you maintain them? What, what is really good? It's everything. It's the brand. It's the way we maintain the vehicles. When you have any questions while you're on hire, you can give us a call. If something happens whilst you're on hire, give us a call and we'll assist you. So 24-hour assistance. Now, I know that's a fact because the Germans told me. So this particular one here, what comes with it? So this one comes with everything you need for your holiday. So you really just need to fill it up with your food and your drinks. Don't forget the wine or the beer. But after you've pulled up and you've set up your camp chairs, you've got your linen, your crockery, your cutlery, your pots and pans, clothesline, and then you're all set to go. Everything's ready? Everything's ready. Now, what are the fleet? Are the fleet petrol or the fleet diesel? Are they mixed? What is it? So we've got a mixture. So you'll find our ones with the shower and toilet are a diesel and then our smaller ones without the shower and toilet are petrol. And the big ones, you can go up to what size? Two berth up to? So the big ones, you can go up to a six berth motorhome. So for a, great for a family with two adults and four children. You can, you can travel around Australia. That's nice. And what sort of round figures daily rate are we looking at for something like a four berth? For a four berth, really it just depends on the time of year, but it can be anywhere from $80 a day, it can be anywhere up to $300 a day, so depending on when you're hiring. So whether it's school holidays, whether it's winter, whether it's Christmas holidays, that sort of thing? That's right. So school holidays are peak. Um, so school holiday periods, Easter, Christmas. And all you do is bring it back to Apollo? Yep. So you bring it back to Apollo in the same condition as when it left, return the vehicle... 
and then you're done. Fabulous. And is there any mileage restriction? Unlimited kilometres. Unlimited kilometres? So if you want to hire it for a week and do a quick once around the block, you can do it? Yeah, you can do your once around the block. <laughs> That's fabulous, isn't it? And they are comfy. So what sort of people are hiring these? Absolutely everyone. Singles, couples, families. I've taken my children on a road trip from Hobart all the way up to Brisbane. Great road trip. Great road trip. And where do you lease them? You've got them all around Australia? So we're all around Australia in our capital city, so Brisbane, Sydney, Melbourne, Adelaide, Perth, Darwin, Alice. And, and can you pick it up from one and drop it off at another? You can. So you can do a one-way from one location and drop it off at our other branch. Much penalty involved in that? No, there's only a small one-way fee. That's good, isn't it? It's great. That's good. And this one behind me, it's a, it's a lovely size, but that's just a... A standard driver's licence? So standard driver licence for all of our motorhomes and our camper vans. All the Apollos, standard licence? Mm-hmm, sure are. That's pretty good. That's pretty good. So there you go. If you want to go on a holiday and you want your motorhome and you don't necessarily want to buy one, then you can go to Apollo. And Apollo will look after you and they've got a lovely fleet. And, of course, they've got the lovely Jacinta. So it's a win-win all the way around. So if you want to do something, you just do that. Now, the important part is, Jacinta... Music time. Music what would you, what would you like to hear? Ganga Jang. Ganga Jang. Okay. Ganga Jang. Which one? Out on the patio. Out on the patio. So if you're in your motorhome, out on the patio, let's do it. Ganga Jang from Jacinda. Let's make it happen. It's going to be so good. Phil Phil C is telling me something. The song is called Sound of Then. Sound of Then. Nineteen eighty five. Ah, nineteen eighty five. You are good, Phil C. If you're going to go touring and you want to know anything about music, you've got to take a Phil C with you. They make them in different sizes. Uh, you can get the, the Phil C doll. If you haven't got a Phil C doll, then you should get one because they are, I am joking, but really, everyone should have one. Just pull that little string and he comes out with a new song every day. So here we go. You're with Scott Gibbons. This is 89.9. You're on the road. Right now, we're on the road with Apollo. We're on the road with Jacinta and we're on the road with Ganga Jang. So you enjoy Hope you're loving your Sunday as much as we love bringing it to you. Texture that's a beat. 
Thanks so much for listening in to On The Road. Hope you've enjoyed the show. If you have, then listen in again next Sunday between 1 and 2 and tell your friends to listen in. And the sponsors, you look after our sponsors because those sponsors are the ones that bring you the show. I'm Scott Gibbons. I'll see you next week between 1 and 2. 89.9 Hawkesbury Gold, the best in the West, between 1 and 2 every Sunday. We'll see you next week on the road. Mm-hmm.